0: How's it going? It's Robin Smith, and it's time for the Robin Smith Show for Sunday, April 30th, 2023. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to the show. Uh, This is the first time I'm doing a solo show in a while. It's been a couple months. Uh, If you're new here, thanks for tuning in. Uh, When I have solo shows, I play some music, so I'll have uh, some momentary profits tracks queued up for you all. Uh, But before we do that, just wait. Do you hear that? Sorry, I'm so fucking a d d my phone if my phone is too close to the audio interface, it does the whole. you know what it's like when you when you hold it in your uh headphones or whatever speaking of headphones i got I got new uh noise cancelling headphones. I haven't had noise cancelling headphones uh in a long time back when I lived with uh will McHenry for a uh, good friend of mine and former guest of the show, go check out his episode uh will was always wearing uh head, head noise cancelling headphones. Uh, To focus on work and like when he's doing computer work and I was like, brilliant, that's a great idea. So I got some Audio Technicas years ago and then, you know, they busted up. They were a good product, but they did bust up and I never replaced them. And I've been going uh, noise canceling headphone free for years until now. Why do you ask? Why am I going on about noise canceling headphones? Um, Because I have a upcoming ketamine treatment this Saturday. This Saturday I will go. I will be going to the ketamine realms and it's highly – for those of you who may know, those of you who are in the club of doing ketamine uh, therapeutically or medically, uh, they highly recommend noise-canceling headphones. Why, you ask? Because uh, I guess that's the one sense that carries through with you across the threshold in a dissociative state. So I guess – I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, before we talk about that, uh, the sound of music, okay? Okay. The Sound of Music. My girl, uh, my oldest daughter, was in The Sound of Music, and so it's been nonstop Julie Andrews sing-alongs. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm drenched in Sound of Music, but and we're watching the movie all the time. And when I get to, when it gets to the scene uh, of like the Captain uh, Georg, and he comes into the room, and his his all seven of his kids are singing like a choir. They're singing, "The Hills Are Alive," you know, the namesake of the musical that's when his, uh, his heart reawakens from the trauma of losing his wife. Uh, you know, and it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. I'm such a, I'm such a, I'm Phil Dunphy. When I see that scene, I cry, I tear up. Clearly there's something that resonates about that. He's like, I've forgotten. He like starts singing. You know what it is? I'm just, it's the fact that I'm not playing enough music in my life. That's what it is. My guitar is in my office and I don't play it enough. You know, if you're a guitar player and your callus is healed, that's, a, uh, that's an indicator that you are betraying a part of yourself. But I digress. Anyway, Sound of Music, I've been drenched in it. Uh, Livy, my oldest, was in the musical, and we saw that this past uh, Thursday. And it was just – I also teared up. I was just like – I was tearing up for someone else's kid. I was just watching the, the girl. I don't know. She must have been like, I don't know, 11 or 12 or something. She's playing the lead of Maria. And uh, I'm like – I'm like this proud community member. You know, I'm like, I'm, you know, if it's, if, if it's your own kid and you see them singing, like it's going to touch you if you're not a monster, complete monster. Um, I'm kidding, but like someone else's kid, you know, I just wasn't expecting it. It was just beautiful to, to watch all that. And w- by the way, for, for any elementary school or middle school production, uh, not only do you need to train the kids to sing and dance and do all this stuff. And uh, you, know, you have the expectations of that age group, but for the sound, it's like, if you do the dress rehearsal and no one's using microphones and you only do mics the day of, you need to teach these kids about feedback because, oh boy, oh boy. Um, yeah, and I was also a little distracted like when I was watching the pianist play, like when they close the curtains and the lights go down and there's the inner, inter, not intermission, but like the in-between music. One of you knows what the actual term for that music is. And he's like uh, playing and he's like, yelling at the page turner, like, ah, oh, you got to move faster. Um, anyway, uh, I'll tell you what, I want to talk to you about male hysteria, but before we do, let's play a track, <laughs> let's play a track, uh, from momentary profits. What track is this? I can't see cause I'm, well, bear with me here, folks. Ah, the Fox song. Okay. All right. So this is uh, momentary profits from their album, uh, Mandala. Uh, and this is Fox Song. In dreams, Lord, I've come to find you. In time, out of mind. Fox the okay that was momentary profits um they are a special band in my heart because i was listening to their first album sunflower uh, around the around the same time i met my wife uh, you know how music marks time that way uh, you listen to i was thinking about that the other day like the music that you listen to when you're uh, in middle school you know late elementary middle school i mean that that stuff stays with you what is it about that age that music and not just music too, movies. Like when you say like, oh, I watch, I think Rich, Rich Del Grande and I were talking about this. I think it was like, the, was it the Back to Back to the Future or some, some movie? And he was like, I, I, I guess. Like, I, you know, he didn't watch it in his youth. So when he watches it now, he's like, that eh, 's it's okay. You know, but you, you like have this like attachment or this bond to this stuff. So I digress. Uh, Momentary Prophets, check them out. I'm going to have, I have more uh, tracks coming up. Uh, I'll actually play Sunflower is the next track. That's the name of their first album. Uh, all right. I was going to talk about male hysteria. So my, you know, long story short, my computer's fucking up right now. Why? Why is it fucking up? There we go. Long story short, my wife called me hysterical for some reason. And I was like, oh, technically I can't be hysterical because I don't have a uterus. She was like, what are you talking about? And I pulled this up. So for those of you who don't know where the term hysteria comes from and why men can't be hysterical. So that's your defense, fellas, male listeners. If anyone accuses you of being hysterical, you just you just cite this. Okay, all right. In the 19th and early 20th century, uh, hysteria was a common psychiatric diagnosis made primarily in women. The existence and nature of a purported male hysteria was a debated topic around the turn of the century. It was originally believed that men could not suffer from hysteria because of their lack of uterus. This belief was discarded in the 17th century when discourse identified the brain or mind and not reproductive organs as the root cause of hysteria during world war one hysterical men were diagnosed with shell shock or war neurosis which later went on to shape modern theories on ptsd the notion of male hysteria was initially connected to the post-traumatic disorder known as railway spine later it became associated with war neurosis um yeah so there it is uh i i speaking of ptsd i i i, I think i ha- i had bob falconer on and he was talking about a former guest of the show was talking about the apa the american psychiatric association and their bible the dsm the diagnostic statistical manual of mental health disorders and um yeah they they didn't have ptsd as a as a diagnosis until uh the Vietnam uh, vets. Uh, what did he say? I'm now, sp- I know I'm now out of my realm here. He, he, he was the one who was talking about it. No, I fucking can't remember. Um, rap, he was talking, I think he was talking about like rap groups. I should know. I should know. I should actually have someone who fought in Vietnam. What do you think? Should I get someone on the show? Who's been to Vietnam? It's going to be one of my buddy's dads, obviously. Uh, I wonder if he would come on more on that later, I guess. um, so I I said earlier I teased that uh, I'm going on this uh, ketamine experience uh, and I've talked briefly about it earlier on the show, uh, but I I basically as a I'm an internal family systems therapist that's my primary approach I really don't practice in any other approach that's how I see people and uh, I actually can put a, a link in the show notes for an article on IFS that I, I wrote recently at my practice, the couple and family clinic. And I felt good about that article. Cause like I'd written it, I'd written about it before. Uh, but this was the first time that I wrote about it after the interview with Bob Falconer and reading his book, uh, the others within us. Cause that book changed me. And so writing about IFS now, it's just a little bit different. And anyway, uh, why am I talking about this? Why am I talking about IFS? um oh yes of course because i so i saw something on the listserv being like hey there's an ifs day retreat for therapists uh like a ketamine retreat for ifs therapists and i was like oh shit um i've heard about ketamine and it's the only legal psychedelic and i've heard the founder of ifs dick schwartz talk about ketamine and how he's convinced that you know when you're on heavy amounts of ketamine that the realms that you go to and you're in a dissociative experience the realms you go to is the place that you will go to after you die now anyone who talks about things about after you die there's, that's that's going to be met with a lot of uh you know skepticism um, you know and rightly so that's totally valid uh, but that all that said um Maybe it'll make more sense for those of those of you who have listened to the Bob Falconer episode and the sort of the the way the places you go, not even with the assistance of ketamine, but just in IFS. It's like IFS is a psychedelic therapy, essentially, without exogenous psychedelic uh, substance chemistry changes in your brain. So uh, those are like the realms that you go to when you are paralyzed, when you're sleeping and dreaming in REM sleep. So I believe those are the same realms. And I could be wrong. I mean, I, I'll talk to you about it. I, I, everyone's like, that's so interesting. You're I'm like, well, they're like, you have to tell me about it. I'm like, I'll tell you about it, but I'm going to talk about it next week. No, absolutely. I'm going to talk about I mean, if it's a great experience, I'm going to talk about it. And if it's a fucking terrible experience, I'm going to talk about it. So, uh, and one of the things that you do before you have like a therapeutic psychedelic dose is you want to get consent What do I mean by that? I'm not talking about the person who signs the medical form, the the me, the Robin. I'm talking about get consent from all of my parts, every single part of uh, my system. We talked about internal consent uh, last week uh, when I had Victoria Kirby on the podcast. We talked about it in the in terms of like in the context of sexual consent, but um, you are comprised of parts, and so when you like when I when I had LASIK surgery, I was reading the scary ass paperwork that's like, hey, if you go blind, don't sue us. And I was like, I have to initial here, and I have to consent to this. And I, I needed to check with my parts and say, like, is there any part of me that's not willing to go through with this? Like, let him or her speak now or forever hold your peace. And by the way, yes, parts can be a different gender than your actual identified gender. I, I bring that up in the last episode as well. Um, Excuse me.
1: Uh,
0: so, anyway, where am I on I'm I'm all over the place. So... I've been doing prep work, prep work to get – to make sure that there are no parts of me that are afraid uh, of the experience. And like 99% of me is like – the way I talk about it is Canadian geese, Canada geese. Sorry, Karen Smith. It's not Canadian geese. It's Canada geese. That's my mom. (laughs) Anyway, uh, there is one part that was afraid and it was so cool the way it – uh presented itself was I was uh I was in a IFS session I'm, I'm also a patient a client in the in the IFS model of psychotherapy and in the session with my own therapist um I was talking about how uh, it's like a vision that you get just like daydreaming and I was at the Longwood rec center where my high school did the like prom after party I was in this like basketball arena and there was a like a moon bounce like a bouncy house and out of the bouncy house came this big giant. And the giant was bigger than could have fit in that bounce house, you know, because it's dream logic and rules don't apply. So this giant gets out and he's got this puffy hair. And he's, I'm like, hi, who are you? I'm not scared of him. And he, I'm like, what's your name? And he's like, I'm Gus. And I was like, okay, Gus. And he like sits down crisscross applesauce. And I get in his lap and he has like a storybook. And so this is the part. This is not me, 38-year-old Robin. This is a young part of me who is scared about the ketamine experience. And so the giant opens the book and I see this picture of a path in the and on the page, uh, it's kind of like he's invited all this is like telepathic. You know, you don't in these visions, you don't necessarily see someone's mouth moving when you just they communicate to you that way. I mean this is how I mean if you go Pay attention to your dreams. You'll you may notice that the, the characters that you interact with in your dreams are able to interact with you without actually, uh, you know, moving their mouths. Anyway, so I I'm like, OK, I want to go in this. I, w- I can go into the book, basically, because, again, dream logic. Uh, and then a part of me is like, hey, uh, not so fast. Actually, that's the part that's afraid, not the little kid sitting in this giant's lap there's another part of me that comes forward and it's like hey don't go and i'm like okay what do you want you know instead of fighting with it or arguing i just like turn towards the part and i go oh what do you you know what do you what do you afraid would happen if i went and the part's like i'm afraid you're going to get stuck in the book have you ever, are, are any listeners familiar with um doll uh the Roll doll book witches there's a a part in that book where I think one of the witches like casts a spell on a kid and traps them in a painting. And, um, so the part basically symbolically, this is like, Oh, if you go to the IF, if you cross the threshold on this ketamine, uh, experience, you might get lost there. You won't you won't be able to come back or maybe like a part will get lost there. You'll come back, but you might lose a part in that you know, across the threshold. So that's what this part was a, afraid of. Now, by the way, if any of you, if this again, if this is your first time tuning in and listening to this show, and none of this makes any sense to you, uh, I don't know what to tell you other than maybe like watch a video on IFS, and then it might make a little bit of sense. But anyway, um, I've worked with that part, and it's now on board. It's like it's basically like. I'm like, you know, what's your job? And the, and the part's like, my job is to make sure that you don't get lost in the, you know, you don't get hurt doing things you've never done before, you know, unexplored territory. Um, and it had the kind of energy, like a, like a parent that was like reluctant to let their kid drive the car. They're like, I know you can technically drive, but I'm not ready to give you these keys yet. Eventually it was like, okay, okay, here's the keys. Just be safe. You know, that's what the part was telling me. Um, anyway, uh, I, I ramble on. Uh, I'm excited to see what all that is. And, uh, I think I, I, don't, did I say this before the break with the last song that the, they recommend, uh, noise canceling headphones. Cause you can, you still hear music when you're in that dissociative experience. And, um, so I, I got myself some noise canceling headphones and, uh, a Spotify premium subscription. Cause I didn't want to be listening to some Bach like concerto or chorales have this beautiful, experience and then it's like a YouTube ad check out this product like in the middle of the ketamine experience you know what I mean so anyway more on that later shall we play some more music let's let's go to another track by momentary Profits. this is sunflower. Okay, uh, that was Sunflower from Momentary Prophets. <clears throat> and let's see here. What else do I want to talk about? Uh, Seattle Krakens. What the hell? I, I you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of hockey. I watch NHL hockey from time to time. Why is it that I've never heard of the Seattle Krakens? Have they just not done anything in, until this season? Apparently, Seattle has had a hockey team since 2021, and I didn't know about it. Um, I guess I'm a goddamn moron. I don't know. But apparently they are making it. They're doing well in the playoffs. Um, I wish I could say the same for my beloved Washington Capitals. Yeah. Seattle, the Metropolitans folded in 1924 when a replacement for the Seattle Ice Arena could not be found. Seattle's next team eligible to win the Stanley Cup, the NHL expansion, Seattle Kraken, began play in 2021. So, um, what is a kraken? Is it, the kraken's the monster, right? The water monster? Did that like make a debut in the first was it like Homer's Odyssey? Was there a kraken in the Odyssey? I'd love to know that. Actually, let's find out together, shall we? Uh, kraken origin. When did this kraken thing originating in Scandinavian folklore? The kraken is usually depicted as an aggressive cephalopod-like creature capable of destroying entire ships and dragging sailors to their doom. Okay, all right, Sc- Scandinavian folklore. But when? What year are we talking here? Natural History Museum? If that's your real name, uh, where the fuck? No, I don't. Wanna, I have to accept cookies. What are cookies, by the way? <laughs> I should know what cookies are at this point. They follow you around. Colossal octopus attacking a French ship by 1801. That's not folklore. I would think it would be way older than that. Giant squid, blah, blah blah blah. Merfolk, blah 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 blah. Oh shit! Look at that. Oh my god. All right, I'm gonna put a. Actually, no. If you're listening along, just um, if you Google see uh, if you Google Kraken origin, and you get the web link Natural History Museum. Okay. When you go there and you scroll down and through about the middle of the page, there is a uh, mermaid corpse. Uh, what the fuck is this? Figure of a mermaid composed of a monkey torso and fish's tail manufactured in Japan during the 18th century for sale to European travelers. Okay, I'm down some rabbit hole. All right, I want to know about a kraken, and they're you're talking about sea fish. I know, I know, it's a long walk. It's a long walk to a, an end that, no, I did not enjoy this article, okay? I want to, I mean, you know what, you know what it is? I I need to ask the right question. I, I should have framed it. But now I've given up because I'm combative and cranky, like a kraken. All right. Uh, Yeah, so I guess the kraken or how, <laughs> how are they doing? How are they doing? They lost to the Colorado Avalanche, and the series is tied. Okay, and they play tonight. Ooh, game 7. Ooh. All right. There's no way I'm going to watch that. I kind of want to watch it. Game 7s are so good in in playoff hockey. Um All right. Uh let's see here. There's uh let's promote something, shall we? Uh Kiva lenders combat poverty daily by making small loans to borrowers around the world. We believe in fair access to affordable capital for people to improve their own lives. Often only a relatively small amount of money stands in the way of Kiva borrowers and their dreams. Whether it's a Kenyan farmer who needs five hundred dollars in order to double her grain production, or a young Bolivian woman who lacks the fifteen hundred tuition for nursing school, Kiva lenders provide a hand up to these and countless other borrowers. Link to join Team Robley is in the show notes. Sign up and make a loan today. Uh, let's should we uh, wrap this up? Uh, I know it's five fifty four, and I got to start grilling. I marinated these steaks, and uh, I can't wait. You know, there was a barbecue last week. We went. I, I think I talked about it. We went to our friend's house, and uh, he was the one who talked to us about, um, uh, what's it called? What's the Star Trek Picard? Picard. And the whole fiasco with Paramount Plus subscription. Anyway. He was grilling. It was bad weather, and he was grilling under the screened-in porch. I've never done that. I've always just been like, ah, it's not good weather. I'm gonna fucking do that. You know why I don't do it? Because I'm like, won't the smoke like collect and it brings like fat and you know you know when, you know when you go to kitchens and the ceiling hasn't been cleaned in a while, there's a lot of cooking and the the smoke or the steam or whatever it it brings part- particulate matter this is what OCD is. Maybe this is the shit that's going to heal. I'm going to, I'm going to go to the ketamine realms and this uh, tight ass is going to finally fucking let it go. All right. And with that, uh, I leave you uh, marching. This next track is called marching men. Uh, and yes, I will see you next week. Uh, I'm going to release Dr. George Whitehead's episode. Uh, so stay tuned and, and, and happy May day, everyone. Happy May. Uh, and I'll see you next week. All right. Sail on, pass us by. This house, house is, is not for reaping. Trusted sons we bear are killed by rusted guns, like snare drums fill to the cheer air. and wave them on. these men, men are, are not our, our heroes. Side have swallowed trust and pride, a bitter pill to save us. Mother, do you hear the sound of screaming seems so near? It's the sound of guns and fear, the sound of widows weeping. The Robin Smith Show is produced by me, Robin Smith. Executive produced by Robin and Kelly Glenn Smith at Team Robley. Theme song by The Very Small. The show is engineered by one of my alters, Games Nabisco. Listeners can get in touch by calling the hotline at 301-458-0883. Messages can be sent to robinsmithshow at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow the show on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Disclaimer. This podcast is for general information purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, psychotherapy, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice. Note, no therapist-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information is at the listener's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnoses, or treatment. Listeners should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they have and should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions.